0: Welcome to Salt and Light. I'm Charles van Veek. Wonderful to have you listening to our program. We are on Radio Tigerberg and we are speaking about online addiction today. Salt and Light is based on God's Word. We're wanting to know how do we take God's Word and how do we apply it to every area of life. And the scripture tells us to be salt and light in our communities. We need to make a difference. We need to shine God's light in our communities. And we are going to chat to Olga and Ashley today and find out a little bit more about online addiction. So Ashley, welcome to Salt and Light.
1: Thank you so much for having me. Tell
0: us a little bit about yourself, your qualifications, what Mm -hmm. you
1: do. Um, So I uh, am a graphic designer. I studied graphic design. I work with Missionary in Africa for the office and yeah. Freelancing on the side, yeah.
0: Great, well, welcome <laughs> to Salt and Light, Olga. Welcome, good to have you with us in the studio.
2: Thank you for having me.
0: Tell us a little bit about yourself, Olga.
2: All right, um, I'm Olga. I was born in Limpopo, moved here to Cape Town a little over three years ago, and I studied human resource management. And I work uh, full time in ministry now.
0: Great, fantastic. Good to have you with us in the studio. And is Limpopo another country? we're about in Africa? No, is that?
2: <laughs> Limpopo is in South Africa. Oh, well, that's good to know. <laughs> Great, wonderful.
0: Well, we're going to be talking about uh, online addiction. As I've said, uh, this is seems a strange topic, but uh, I read a while back about a certain country, and we'll probably get into that later, where they actually started having a kind of a home where children that were addicted to to computer games would go to uh, get psychological help and treatment mm. to have them unaddicted, if there is such a word, Poss- possibly not. But uh, and I realised that this threat and the challenges with regards to. Um, a- people being addicted to being online goes far further than I could ever have imagined. Mm. So actually, just give us a bit of an idea. What are the sort of concepts out there that we're dealing with if we use this wording, online addiction? What are we talking Mm -hmm. about?
1: Mm -hmm. Um, So I think it it is sort of a newer concept. So not a lot of people um, are talking about it as much. I think it's sort of, for the past few years, it's become more popular. And um, it's just, we... We sort of don't know the full effects of kids or younger, the younger generation that's um, constantly online, that's like playing games or on their phones, or you know, it's 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 also staring at a screen. You know, um, so even though the World Health Organization has only recently sort of begun to identify risks associated with like children using their smartphones for like continuous hours in the day, and um, yeah, I think it's important that we start talking about it and start researching up and see how we can counter the the risks and negative side effects that seem to be happening, um, especially in the younger generations on kids. Um, it's when it's you're affecting the kids, their ba- what,
0: what sort of age group are you talking about? Where at what age mm. are people starting? I mean, are there statistics on this? Do we have a bit of an idea? Are they starting at at ten years old or? So,
1: I think even babies. Um, I think it's starting to happen where parents just put screens in front of the kids when they're yes, a baby. Or
0: play music on yeah, the phone or, or like something. they
1: give you, the they just give the kid the phone. And, just to keep
0: them busy yeah, while yeah, mommy cooks or yeah, prepares so something. As young
1: as one years old and they're immediately on screens. And um, I think the behavioral behavioral issues are coming in, um, I would say yeah, as young as... Uh, nine I think is one of the statistics um, 911 and then pre-teens um, in schools they are starting to act out or because I think especially when it comes to video games and you know how violent they can be yes so yes. and yeah. that,
0: that has to that has to make a difference in somebody's psyche mm. um, I was just listening to um, an interview the other day Olga where we had a person that was talking about certain um, Social media apps and saying that a very large percentage of young girls in their early teens were saying how when they go on the app they start having thoughts of suicide and and that sort of thing come over them mm-hmm. um, that sounds really weird but I didn't make this up <laughs> somebody a, a person with a master's degree in statistics and dealing with social media was explaining this. Mm-hmm. Um, Olga, have you come across any friends or, or people in your world? Um, how old are you? What age group are we talking about?
2: <laughs> we take, we're talking over 25. <laughs> okay. okay. Well, there we go. You're not the too Younger old to get all statistics. Younger than 30, by the way. <laughs>
0: <laughs> there we go. Um, so, Olga, when we're dealing with this sort of thing, has it been an influence in your life and your friends' lives, or is this like a really new phenomenon? We, we're talking about young teenagers only.
2: Well, actually, no, actually, in my age group, yes, I have come across something like that because, you know, I've uh, likely I I mean, I'm not the, you know, the best well behaved uh, person in the world, but Mm -hmm. I've always had a bit of discipline when it it, it came to cell phone and screens. But I have noticed um, and I would agree with that. Some people, they try to commit suicide, you know, just with the things that are happening on social media, because, you know, social media affects almost every uh, area of your life from, you know, all the cyber bullying and people body shaming and things like that. Mm -hmm. And then just looking at, you know, the the fake life that people are, create online and then you're trying to match up to that and you're just not getting there and then you feel like maybe there's something wrong with you as a person you know you, you try to change you know the peer oh, pressure and all so, that so
0: that is yeah. the context is that the exactly. person feels inadequate
2: yes and then eventually it just gets to you and okay. you you cannot control it yes mm. well
0: I, I wouldn't understand that because <laughs> my daughter said that her dad has got body confidence oh. <laughs> 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 so there we go um understand what you're saying because, you know, to my mind, it's pretty foreign. Why would you go onto an app and then have these terrible thoughts? But you've you've explained uh, the context now. Ashley, uh, when – let's call them young girls uh, for any other better word. What what is the idea behind – having these sorts of feelings, not that you would necessarily mm. know, but trying to get some context to this, mm. why would these young girls always be wanting to look like somebody else? I mean, what difference does it make? You know, I don't care how anybody else
1: looks. Yeah. I I think it, it's definitely a worldly thing. So um, we have celebrities or famous people, and sort of with YouTube and TikTok, there's this new possibility of... Anyone can be famous and anyone can make money and make it big. But, you know, the people that we see that have made it big or that are famous now in a, in a way and that are making money, they they sort of glamorize themselves, you know. They always have the best. They wear the best. They look the best.
0: And lots of it probably is from sponsorship anyway. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. It is from yeah. the money that they're making. Yes. So it's it's um, these young, impressionable Minds. Kids and mm. minds that are seeing this and it's the comparison. So I feel like the, the suicidal thoughts, the negativity.
0: Like, I've done nothing with my life. I'm yes. useless. I yeah, don't it, have their body. Mm,
1: it comes in from the, the comparison of comparing yourself to them all the time and always seeing your lack and sort of not being grateful or appreciative for what you do have, but always looking at what you don't have. Mm. And
0: How do parents, uh, Olga... Help instill confidence, godly confidence in their children. I'm not talking about their children being brats uh, who think the sun shines out of them all the time. Mm-hmm. But how, how? And I know you're not a parent, yeah. um, but you you been brought up uh, with parents. Yes. And what can fathers or mothers do to help? And you next, Ashley. Don't think mm-hmm. you're getting away with this. <laughs> um, what What can parents do to help instill a godly? christ-like confidence in their children so that they're not absorbed by wanting to look like somebody else and be like that person and wear what that person's wearing and that sort of thing
2: I think, uh, you you know, you need to keep uh, reminding your children that, you know what, they are beautiful and they are enough and they are perfect just the way they are. You know, that you, you don't have to look a certain way. You don't have to do a certain thing for you to be, you know, the best. Because some of the parents, they have that thing, you know, even with education, you, you know, with everything, actually, they keep comparing you to the other child that, you know what, maybe if you look like that, you would have been a model if mm-hmm. you... If only you you comb your hair or if only you could cut your hair, but, you know, all of that, they make you feel uncomfortable Mm. with the way you are. So I think you need to keep reminding your children that, you know what, you are the way that God made you and you are good and perfect in his eyes. Mm. You know, we are all made in the image of God. So just keep reminding your children of that that they don't have to do anything. Be impressionable yeah. and be taken up with other people all the time. Exactly. Yeah. That's a great start. Ashley, yeah. do you have any
0: further comments on that?
1: Um, no, I actually 100% just agree with Olga. She said everything exactly right. Yeah. Yes.
0: Well, what what are the stakes out there? What, what are the consequences of online addiction? Are we, are we talking about um, sleepy kids? Are we talking about Danger, psychological danger? Are we talking about uh, spiritual, lethargy. I mean, what are we Mm -hmm. talking about? What does it look like when people, Mm grown-ups or kids, are addicted to the online world? What does it look like?
1: Um, So I sort of have... um, They've done studies... Um, uh, about screens. So this is just about your screen. So um, computers, laptops, phones, and in our screens we have blue lights. So the blue lights with our with it obviously go through your eyes, and we're constantly looking at it. Um, so it's it's the wavelengths from the blue eyes. Uh, I'm sorry, from the blue lights. Um, so the blue wavelengths suppress delta brainwaves, which induce sleep. Um, so it's actually from that we are disturbing our sleep patterns. Um, Interesting. Yeah. So from a physical level, it messes with your sleep and um, then also sort of your your melatonin production.
0: Interesting. Melatonin yeah. is extremely um, important. Yes. yes.
1: And when it comes to you know feeling happy and. Yes. That also plays a part like on a physical level, if you are not being able to produce enough Yes. Yeah. You
0: can understand that. If you're not yeah. producing enough melatonin, your body's not uh, working well with whatever um, energy mm. vitamins or whatever it needs then mm. it affects your your body your mind your state and uh, probably eventually also your spiritual life I mm. would think if yeah. you got this lethargy and you've got no energy and you you're yeah. tired or you're, you know because your sleep patterns have been affected but I have heard that there's certain hours before you go to bed that you shouldn't be on a screen at all not yeah. watching TV not watching. Not on your phone, not on anything.
1: Yeah, not even reading Yes, on your and phone.
0: Do, do you know what those hours are? Or? Um,
1: I think they usually say you must try two hours. Two hours before. But if you can't, at least an hour. I think yes. the minimum needs to be an hour so that your brain can sort of relax again and get... Yes, and
0: not have this constant...
1: Uh, you know, sort of activity happening yes, activity, behind, yes, you know. Yes,
0: yes. And the other thing that I find, uh, Olga, quite interesting is if I ever ask my children to help me with something on a screen, or, or any young people for that matter, even even you guys, um, <laughs> is you look at things so fast and it just goes so quickly that it actually irritates me. I'm like, slow down, I've got no idea what you're doing. Okay. And you people just flip through these things. Mm. And I my brain just can't take that information so quickly. The best I did with my brain as a youngster was learn speed reading, you know what I mean? <laughs> you're just looking at a book and you're just speed reading. No. But but this flashes, and sometimes I, if I ever watch a, uh, go to a movie or something like that, um, the adverts are too fast for me. I'm not. I, I don't think I'm comprehending what's actually going on. I'm sure they've done lots of science on this, mm. and maybe they're not going for my fifty something below <laughs> sixty age group. <laughs> but um, but it's just too fast. Mm. And um, how does. Uh, are people's brains comprehend when you're on your your phone or whatever and you're flicking through things like that? Is your brain picking up something, or isn't it?
2: No, it, Cause it, mine isn't. <laughs> well, mine is. You know, our brain is because you know, uh, uh these days with with the phones, like as uh, young people, we try to learn as much as we can because yes, uh, sometimes we stay up all night on our phones trying to learn out the best in, I mean. Almost every six months there's a new model of phone coming out and we're trying to learn the best. You know, we need to see the difference between the phone I had a year ago and the phone I just the, bought now. And the
0: new th- the In, new things that new have come things out. New things have on come, it.
2: exactly. The effects, you know, the editing, all the the, the the you know, the softwares, anything new. So we try to learn all of that. So our brains are so used to us, you know, going through the phone trying to find things. I mean um, you know, with children, that you know, when you ask them to show you something, I do the same with my mother. I'll go do stuff so quick, and then it's like, you know what? Whatever you just did, I'm just gonna ask you again tomorrow because I didn't see any of it. Mm. You, you know, because we were, I was so fast to show her because I'm used to it. Yes. So can, can yeah. I also can yes. I also
1: say that um, I think it has to do with we got phones earlier. So for us, I mean, I only got my phone when I was 11, but you're still growing. It's still in your formative sort of stages, I think. Um, So
0: Becomes part of your life. Yeah, yeah.
1: and um, I think it's just easier. Yeah, and at my
0: age, it's an extra... Yeah. problem thing that you need to struggle to learn later to use. Mm.
1: It's it's sort of like if you look at languages and language studies, like if you teach a kid before the age of four multiple languages, he will or she will remember that, that language for the rest of their life. But it's when you learn later on that it's harder, you don't remember as much. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, even for future generations to come now with cell phones, like they're going to be way better mm-hmm. than, than even ours, we are. Yes they're just going to know how to even
0: imagine. I
1: know it's a little it bit, like, scary, yeah. <laughs> it's scary because I don't want to feel like we're falling behind either. Sure, but, yeah, sure. yeah.
0: but on the other side, you know, the technology that's come with all the, the, the addictions and the horrible things mm. too. There's also great good that's been done.
2: Yes.
0: And so, you know, economically it's been extremely helpful. I would further go to say that um, the gospel and discipleship has probably mm. been influenced in a, in a massive way. I mean, there's certain countries in the world where the gospel is banned completely and it's through technology that, you know, the missionary doesn't have to go across the border anymore. You can yeah. actually reach people technologically um, without a physical person walking across the board, is going to end up in prison anyway. Yeah. I'm not saying that mustn't happen, but uh, you know that people mustn't go to where God's called them. But mm. technology is reaching far more people,
1: yeah. Yeah. Um,
0: you know, with the gospel and discipling people. As as you say, there's a lot of terrible things too, but there's also a lot of good things okay. that it can be used for. And so the question is, how are we using what God's given us? Mm. You know, are we wasting our time on it and um, you know being addicted to to nonsense? Or are we actually using it um, to further the gospel and make a difference in society? So that's a very, um, you know, we can't reject it outright, you know. And what I found um, helpful for my family while my children are growing up is that we had one day a week that we wouldn't go on to use technology at all. And it would be a Sunday because that's the easiest because everybody's at home together. Nobody's Mm -hmm. running off to sport or anything. We're going to church together, spending the day together. And the children weren't allowed to touch their phones and things. that we didn't watch television or anything. Um, it was e- it was easier then because you didn't have this internet that was on all the time yeah. and that kind of thing. So it was a bit easier, I must admit. Yeah. But I found that helpful. You know, there was a day where the stress and all that kind of stuff was just gone. And, you know, mm-hmm. people um, just knew that you couldn't get hold of the fun bags. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so it, it made a difference. Yeah. But um, some advice, actually. And all what what should we be doing, as Christians, um, to help our children to make a difference and to glorify Christ regarding this issue? We've only got two and a half minutes left.
1: Okay, um, I I would think that you just have to, I think you have to sit down as a family and sort of create ground rules. Um, you limit your screen time, so have certain hours and during the day, like when you are allowed to be online, and then. I know for sort of younger kids, you do get apps now. Parents can get the apps on their phone where they can monitor what their kid does on their phone. And they can also switch their kid's phone off if they ever see something or they're on too long. So they are way so, uh, regulated like that. But I think it should it should be like an open conversation. You should all agree to it. And then, yeah, talk about the, the negative side effects and then... Um, Yeah, just explain. Make make them
0: aware of it. Yeah,
1: just explain that it's for it's for their benefits. You're not taking it away completely, but just even for their health and for their growth, there there needs to be a limit. Like everything in life, I think we all need a balance. So Mm. so yeah,
0: I think. I thank you. That's very helpful, Ashley. Um, Olga, you and Ashley were helping with the administration, the running of a pastors' conference, Mm -hmm. where we showed a video or DVD, whatever you call it, mm. um, to the past is about this very issue, the online addiction and what we need to be careful of. And I I almost think that this was v- very um, distressing to mm. them. I think they were quite shocked at the information that was given yeah. on them because all their own children, you know, in the townships, in the suburbs, everywhere, children mm. are on phones. Mm. Um, and... They were quite shocked. And I remember us going to have tea afterwards and chatting to them. And they're all shocked. And I said, well, here's the thing. Your cell phones are really very bad for you. So I'm collecting cell phones. Whoever wants to give their cell phone? (laughs) And that's exactly what they did. They laughed. It's like, this is really bad. It's terrible. But I'm not handing it out. I'm not handing it over to you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I understand that they're running ministries, they've got sick people, they've got to comfort people, they're pastors, they need to get out there, they can't just sit at home with their cell phone off. But on the other side, all God can also control you completely where Mm. you never switch off, you never take time off. What is the answer?
2: So, you know, I can say, you see, there are, You know, you get to a point where you're so addicted to your phone that even when you lose your phone, you feel like you're the one that's actually lost. Mm -hmm. So I think what you need to do is to learn self-control. The Bible says that there is no temptation has overtaken you that is uh, not common to men. God is faithful and he will not let you be tempted beyond your ability, you know, and and so on in first first Corinthians 10. So I feel like, you know what? Yeah, we can fight it off. We need self-control.
0: Well, on that note, thank you very much, Olga and Ashley. Our God is great. He can give us the self-control, which in fact is a fruit of the Holy Spirit. Yes. um, To be able to control ourselves and to be careful about these things. So thank you very much for talking to us on Salt and Light about online addiction. Olga and Ashley, thank you very much. And I'm van Beek, and we're closing off.
1: All right. Thanks. Thank you.